This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex. And a very special shout out to our brand new commercial sponsor for this podcast, it's Practice Win. Martin, you know a lot about these guys, don't you? Yeah, Practice Win came onto the scene in Accountex this year, and they've developed an app that allows the accountant and every member of the accountant's team to create the content that they feel they need. So rather than having to go through a site and find everything, the specially curated content from the channel experts comes direct to their smartphone. And there's so much content out there, it's great to cut through it. And my firm's app who produced this, they really know what they're talking about with accountants in the mobile space, don't they? Oh, they certainly do. They've been around for a long time. And one thing's for certain, they want everyone everywhere to feel involved from an accounting uh, firm perspective so that they know that that team, whether it's a senior manager or a partner, can access what is needed with ease to help develop their practice. And that's what WIN stands for. Practice, win, what I need. Where can people go to find out more, Martin? Uh, they can go to practicewin.co.uk. That's practicewin.co.uk, where they can download the app for free and start curating their content immediately. Fantastic, you accounted to get there. And thank you, Practice Win, for sponsoring the show. Welcome to UK Matters in Accounting, one of five shows going out every day of the week from the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Rob Brown, one of your hosts. I'm here with guest host Lucy Cohen, and this UK Matters in Accounting show is when we do exactly that. We look at UK-centric topics that affect the accounting practitioners out there, bookkeepers, fintech professionals that are serving the accounting profession. Lucy, we are in event season there's lots going on there you've had a little bit of FOMO recently I had such bad FOMO Rob so I didn't go to Accountex uh, North in Manchester mainly because I decided it was very wise to take on eight salespeople in one go and they've sapped up a lot of my time let that be a lesson to myself but also I'm quite guarded with how much energy I expend and making sure that I have some boundaries for myself and learning to say no to things and it just didn't align with what I was doing this year But despite the fact that I knew all that, and despite the fact that I knew it was the right decision for me, I couldn't help but feel massively like the kid that wasn't invited to the party when I saw all the photos and all the selfies of everybody online. And I had huge, huge FOMO from it. And you're a member of our Accounting Influencers Roundtable, which is a specialist trusted community of door openers and influencers in the accounting and fintech world, uh, both in the UK and the US, and shortly to be Australia and New Zealand. And that's a very intimate experience because you develop really strong relationships there and when we go to events like this it's a little bit of a secret party isn't it with the members of air it is and i saw everyone posting up all the photos and i just i just felt really jealous when you you think about fomo like that you obviously can't go to everything so the message here is for people to make judicious decisions strategic decisions on what to say yes to and 
what to say no to. Yeah, and this is a thing. So I had to have a bit of a word with myself actually while I was kind of feeling a bit depressed about the whole thing last week. Um, in that you can't do everything. I could literally spend September through to end of December probably going to because it's awards season as well. So it's not just conference season; it's awards season, and I span both accounting and business and I get invited to things I could spend every week at an award ceremony I could spend hours days traveling staying in hotels and as someone who's still running an accountancy business I still have a responsibility to my management team and my staff to be available to them to help them develop we're in a growth phase so I do have responsibility to make sure that I'm hitting metrics for myself and my board and it just didn't fit this time so I had to have a little word on myself and and just remind myself of the reasons I decided not to go. And ultimately, like you said, you can't do everything. And I think something we forget when we're attending conferences or reward ceremony is to go there with intention. Yes, some of them are massive fun and some of them are just great to be able to go and catch up with people and network. But if you're only going through things and you're only seeing the same people and you're having the same conversations and then you're getting back to your desk and you're taking no action from it, I have to question how much you really got out of all that time out of the office. You know. If you're running, you're running a, an accountancy business and you're a practitioner and you're in the thick of it, your time away from your desk or your clients or your staff has to be worthwhile. There has to be a return on that. So as much as I'd love to, I can't just go and have a jolly all the time. I, I do have some work to do. And I think it's really important, actually, that when you do go to these uh, events that you set an intention and you decide why you want to be there what's the ROI what do you want to get out of it and then make sure when you come back you set yourself some goals and actions off the back of it otherwise it I hate to say it, it could it could be a little bit of a waste of your time so true a lot of waste of time I recall back in the days in early in my speaking career I joined an organization called the PSA the Professional Speaking Association and you can imagine with people that speak for a living there's a lot of egos there there's a lot of larger than life personalities Everyone's written a book. Everyone's got a, a huge following. So there's a lot of willy waving, as we call it, and, and <laughs> ego boosting. But I, they had a conference every year and, and I would go every year and enjoy it. But it was a jolly. And I said to my wife one time, I'm not going to go this year. And she said, why not? And I said, because I've not implemented the things that I wrote down that I said I would do from last year's conference. I just came back, put my notes to one side because it could take a couple of days out. Your inbox then fills up, voicemails fill up, everything's now current, and you doing that stuff that sounded life-changing at the time just falls to the side, and you never get that slower day to come back to it and say, let me implement. There can be so much information, and I think we have to choose our vendors, our guides, our inspiration, our mentors wisely, because there is so much messaging, and we are bombarded by information constantly. Unless you've got an intention of what you want to change, and know that about yourself, your practice, your business, and the means to go and change it. So one of the things that I always joke about myself is I've got a million ideas, but I'm absolutely rubbish at implementing any of them. I am not an implementer. I'm if you look at my if everyone's ever done a Colby score, look at my Colby score. I'm in terms of like fact find and follow through, my scores are massively low, but quick start off the scale. Happy to have an idea and run away with it as long as I've got somebody around me to actually go and do the thing for me. If you're that sort of person and you're attending conferences all the time, I'd just be out having a lovely time and collecting free T-shirts and coffee mugs and whatever else and come back and then do absolutely nothing with it. Whereas actually when you're intentional, 
when you attend things and you go there thinking, well, I really want to find a new vendor that does this. And these are my criteria. And this is what good looks like. And this is how I will know if it's been successful. You can attend these events and come out of it with a clear action and something you've really gained from it. And then it makes it massively worthwhile. And that's, I think, the important thing, because that's ultimately that's what they're there for. They're there for you to meet interesting people and take some actions and improve your business. It's a real shame to waste that opportunity. Yes, and we have a lot of conversations, don't we, about pricing and value and getting the most for our time, which is our most valuable resource. When you spend a day or two out, including all the travel and expenses there, you're not earning anything by going to that event. Nobody gets paid to attend events, really. We get paid on the results of those events, the impacts, what gets changed. Unless you're employed by somebody, I suppose that might be slightly different. But it is incumbent upon us to make that time count, whatever that looks like. And so you're right, we've got to be so intentional. I'm from my networking days, I spent many years teaching professionals how to network. I would say judge a third, third, third. So spend a third of your time putting together your ROI and your research and deciding whether or not you should go to that event and who's going to be there and who do you need to talk to. Then spend a third of your time at the event. Then spend a third of your time following up and implementing. It's crude, but it says if you go into a day's event, that's going to take three days out of your calendar, all told. If you're really going to make it work, otherwise, don't go. Sometimes it's fine to have a jolly. Sometimes you're in the mood for it and you've got the space and whatever else. And there's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being Scrooge here. I'm not saying you can't go and have fun. Um, but if you are going to, especially if you're going to lots of them, just think about what you want to get out of it. And look at maybe you've seen one speaker at one event. Maybe you want to see a different speaker at a different event. Maybe they're doing a different topic. Perhaps you really, you're seeing them speaking about the same thing at two different events and you want to see how that messages evolved and you might have some questions from them so try and speak to them beforehand say look I want to talk to you afterwards do you have any space for a bit of a walk and talk or a five minute coffee like you said a bit of planning means you'll get something out of these but I've definitely been guilty of what you said which is to go to these events come back with a load of ideas have a wonderful time and then six months later I open a drawer and discover my notebook that has all those great ideas in and I've done absolutely nothing with them and that means that whilst I did have a lovely time probably not the most productive thing for me to have been doing and FOMO is a great phrase that fear of missing out you want to be part of the conversation you want to be in the photographs you want to be remembered and maybe even thinking about your brand you're feeling that if you're not there you're not getting talked about you're not raising the awareness of what you're doing you're not dictating the narrative or being part of the story so you get forgotten about and that means you lose out on business you lose out on strategic partnerships so that loss can be a big factor in pushing you to go to something you might be able to gain from in another way. It's also something to consider as well. If you are a speaker and you have a very public profile and you're conspicuous by your absence at something, what does that say? Does it say that you're so successful and busy you couldn't possibly make time for this otherwise important thing? Or does it say, are you out of favour and you should no longer be there? And you have to think about that. And it is something I think if you do have a profile, you have to consider. But ultimately, you do have to get something out of it, whether that's brand awareness, profile, new vendors, relationships, actions, ideas. There has to be a takeaway. Um, even if it's just your takeaway is I want to go here and come out of here feeling refreshed and energised and having had fun. Just find a way to measure that for yourself so that you don't feel like you've just wasted a couple hundred quid on hotel rooms, trains and days out of the office. This is great, Lucy, and obviously applicable to our UK audience, because we're talking about Accountex here, which is one of the biggest events in the calendar. Certainly Accountex London is one of the best in the world. 
Accountex North is a growing show and there were a lot of people there. It was very well attended. Martin and I did an episode recently on mentioning Accounting Web Live and the stuff they've got going on, the awards. We mentioned the Digital Accountancy Show and the International Accounting Forum. They're all going on there. I'm just mindful of the word schadenfreude. Have you come across that one? Yes. That idea of being delighted in other people's misfortunes. And the, the reason I bring that up is that when you look at the photographs of these events and you talk to people, everyone will say it was the best ever. It was fantastic. It was really, really great. You really missed out. It was buzzing. And they've got to say that because they can't say it was really boring. There was nobody there. Our stand was empty. So there's that maybe a little bit of lying or building it up that increases the FOMO when it's really not the case. And I think as well, you know, if you've spent time, even just as an attendee, even if you're not exhibiting, if you've spent your time, energy, money going to something and you didn't enjoy it that much, you kind of have to lie to yourself a little bit. You don't say because otherwise you, you're admitting to yourself that you made a mistake. I made a bad choice. I had a lousy time. You'd never say that. I had a terrible time. Uh, I'm never going again. Yeah, people don't tend to say that. And maybe it's maybe it's a nice thing in that people look for the positives in what they have done. But I think just... Go in with a plan. Go in with a plan. And like I said, I did have massive FOMO, but when I had a word with myself and thought about it, it just didn't fit in this year. It might fit in next year, but this year it just wasn't a fit in terms of everything else I've got going on. And it was one day. And how much can, you know, it would have been, as it's, it's one day in time, but it would have been kind of three days really. And it, at a critical moment in what I'm doing, I couldn't, I couldn't do it as much as it pained me to, to watch everyone else having fun online and just finally lucy something we do want to create FOMO about is pronation because that is something that accounting practitioners should be a part of just tell us real quickly what's going on there beautiful segue there rob lovely um yes so pronation is a coaching mastermind i guess community really that myself will funnel and carl reader the three amigos are um developing and launching and it's about having a safe space to discuss the real issues that are going on in your accounting practice, your accounting business, and getting into the real granular detail, the nuts and bolts of what growing a successful firm looks like. And I would say growing, growing could be having the best staff, having more time for yourself. It could be huge top line, bottom line growth. It, success looks like what you want it to look like. It might be the only work one day a week. Um, we can, between the three of us, we've got the experience to help people on that journey and help them develop the skill sets and tactics and business models to allow them to achieve that. And I'm so excited about it. Firstly, because I get to hang out with Carl and Will more often, which is always a treat for me because I genuinely feel whenever I talk to them, like I've learned something. I'm like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm getting coached here as well. Um, I'm sure they say the same about me. Of course they do. <laughs> um, but it's a real opportunity to speak to other other industry professionals who've been there, done it. I think I said on one of our other shows, I think we've got over 50 years, over half a centuries of experience between us. You only look 25, Lucy. Well, they're both much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good. I could turn 40 in a couple of months. That's, that's terrifying. Um, I know. Where's that gone? But yes, I think it's a real opportunity to tap into some real life no holds barred warts and all experience and advice from three people who are very happy to share every mistake they've ever made with everyone <laughs> hopefully we've created some fun out there and people will be in it or they know they will miss out and that's definitely something that will give them roi lucy cohen thanks so much for being our guest on uk matters in accounting today you're very welcome rob To 
Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex, 